Welcome back to the Varian Bros. This is issue number three, Dark Ages number one, and what's the issue? Celebrity Comics. That being said, I'm gonna go ahead and introduce you to the team. Our first Varian Bro is the Savage. He'll break you like a piñata and take your candy. I give you Young G. Still not fine. Our second Varian Bro is so out of sight that you gotta check your glasses to catch a glimpse of the Master of Disguise. I give you L Charms. I'm hidden around every corner. Alright, next, you better watch out and not get caught up singing your ABCs and 123s because the next Varen Bro will screw you any day. I give you the professor. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Alright, alright, alright. So now we'll be heading off to our first variant, which is the Cal, aka Comic of the Week. But first, we'll start off with a what if question. If you were Ant Man and lost your power source to get big or shrink, what stage would you prefer to stay in and why? As for me, I'll prefer to be ginormous. You know, that way, you know, people know like I'm coming their way if, you know, they talk smack. Not only that, but I mean, when you're big, you know, you're powerful too. You know, your strength is, you know, high up there. So, you know, he's going to be, you know, the big dog in town. So that'll be my uh, pick. How about you, Young G? Yeah, I'd have to say, I'd have to agree with you. Uh, I'd rather be ginormous as well. I want to be like the watcher, or what is it, the watcher? Just, you know, watch over everybody. They probably know, they probably think I could do more than just, uh, just being a giant human. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, all right. How about you, Charms? See, what you guys fail to consider is the metabolic rate that you'd have as a giant. You'd Thank have to you. eat Thank so you. much. That's what I was thinking too. And on top of that, eat humans. <laughs> <laughs> And on top of that, actually, Food Theory did a did a theory about eating humans. It's we're not really good for calories. No, we're just not good for calories. But on top of that, you also have the proportional strength that you had as your normal size. That's why when Ant Man is really small, he's Mm -hmm. pretty strong. But really big, he wouldn't be as strong. So I'm going to say my answer is I want to stay small. I want to jump around. I want to hide everywhere, and I want to have all that super strength. So when we say small, like tiny. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather, okay, I, I'd rather be, regular. no, 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 not regular side, I want, wait, was that an option? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Alright, how about you, Professor? Uh, I'm agreeing with El Charms, I would rather be small. Like he said, uh, food is a lot bigger, you know, like, a whole Dodger Dog could be for a month, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, I prefer. Especially like with a, all the preservatives in it. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer, like, a stealth kind of thing anyway, you know, uh, sure, when you're big, people can see you coming and stuff like that, but. In these uh, dark ages or these dark times, like, you know, stealth would be of the utmost importance. Mm. I feel it'll be a lot easier to hide. All right. All right. I like all those answers. All right, guys. So our comic of the week is Dark Ages number one. And Eltron will tell you about a little bit about it. Thank you. Are you afraid of the dark? This week's cow is Dark Ages number one by Tom Tyler and Ivan Cornello. Earth shakes starting the end of the world. Heroes around the globe try to save as many lives as they can, while the team journeys to the center of the Earth, trying to stop the shaking. With appearances by Spider-Man, Vision, Doctor Strange, Scarlet Witch, The Fantastic Four, and The Watcher, Dark Ages number 1 is a hero-packed comic with grave consequences. Alright, so moving forward, we're going to do some spoilers. Alright guys, the floor is yours. So, what did you like about it? Alright, for me, personally, I think the story is very interesting. 
it starts off really strong. We get to see the unmade, or what, what is he, the unmaker? Oh, the unmaker, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he just seems like a very souped-up destroyer from Thor number one, but that swallows black holes. I mean, how awesome is that? To me, he kind of seemed like a celestial, though. To, it didn't really seem like a destroyer. Uh, that's the vibe that I got from it. What I really liked was, you know, seeing so many superheroes and, you know, seeing, like, the families and, you know, the next generation of superheroes. Definitely agree with you there. Seeing that next generation, like, still really small, just kind of gives me hope for, you know, at the end of this comic, and I'm not going to jump to the end right now, but at the end of this comic, we get to see, well, I'm hoping we get to see how they form a new superhero team. Yeah, this Unmaker, I mean, this guy's ginormous, and, like, to shape the Earth, like, inside, that's pretty dope. I kind of like that. I mean, he's powered by black holes. I'm hoping he can shake the earth at that point, right? <laughs> definitely, definitely. How about you, Young G? What yeah, do you think? I, I do think they did justice for the villain. You know, he does seem like a, a threat where every hero on the earth needs to fight against, maybe form different kind of alliances and team up. I like where they're going with this, being the end of the world. Another thing I like about the villain is that he does remind me of the Marvel vs. Capcom 2 villain in the end, uh, Abyss, hashtag pmbc 2 the other thing I really liked about this comic book is it actually has consequences. Unlike other Marvel comic books where, you know, someone dies and then the next day they come back to life or the next year they come back to life. At the end of this, we have characters that are no longer there. And I have no idea if they're ever going to come back in this comic book. Yeah, I really like that it's kind of like a branching, you know, path into its own unique universe. Personally, I have never seen anything like this before where, spoiler alert, you know, there's no more power, you know, no more electricity, everything is fried. So you have Iron Man who can't use his suits, Ant-Man who can't shrink back down because, you know, there's no power at all. Yeah, I mean, he gets stuck as a giant. And that's kind of what inspired the what if question of the week. You know, what if you got stuck? Where would you rather be, giant or small? And I, I'm going to, you know, reiterate, I'd rather be small because I'm going to run out of food as a giant. Yeah, yeah. also like how the... Uh... <laughs> How they introduce, like, a whole bunch of characters, whether it's, like, veterans that we know of and, like, new cats, you know, like, the new generation. And it's well-balanced, like, throughout the comic book. That That's what I really like and enjoy. And, like, my variant bros has mentioned, you know, like, some of these, you know, superheroes actually, you know, die in battle, which we don't really see a lot, especially, like, more than one, you know, uh, superhero. So that's, that's pretty dope, and it's, you know, well-balanced. I like that very much. Not only that, but it was like kind of strong heroes that really got taken out of the fight. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't just like people we've never heard of or people with some lame power. It wasn't Hawkeye, you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, some real heavy hitters. I mean, we're trying not to spoil which heroes die, but just know it is very much some of the heavy hitters that you, would, you wouldn't expect to die. Another thing I really liked about this is the fact that, you know, the roster that we have in here, some of the heroes are Spider-Man, Vision, Doctor Strange, Scarlet Witch the Fantastic Four and the Watcher. All of them but the Fantastic Four are currently in Disney shows. But from what I've heard, we're getting a Fantastic Four movie in, what, like two years? Something like yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, so I, I really see, like, maybe there's a potential for this to be animated or to be on the screen at some point. And I think what Disney's trying to do and what Marvel's trying to do is they're testing the waters and seeing how this, you know, people react to this. Yeah, aside from what kind of characters you see in the book, I do enjoy the fact that it's you're, you're seeing this story like more or less through Peter Parker's eyes, like his experience through it. Uh, I think that pays dividends to the storytelling of it, where instead of leading up to this like big, I guess, catastrophic event, 
it already happened and we're gonna and he tells you like the past and where it's gonna go in the future yeah uh you get to really see like every corner of the earth marvel's earth at least because you get to see namor and everything that's happening in atlantis you know you get some x-men popping up and you know as uh, l charms and matt d said before you know you get a whole host of characters the fantastic four uh there's even giant tyrannosaurus rex that i didn't know existed Mm, you're talking about Moon Girl and, um, oh, what's the dinosaur's name? Chompers. <laughs> it's definitely not Chomper, man. I, I would have taken devil? Reptar. Devil, de- devil dinosaur. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a classic. I mean, he, um, a lot of people don't know about him, but he's a, he's a classic character. Okay. Giant red dinosaur. Yeah, the last thing that I really liked is the tease at the end, where we get Apocalypse, we get uh, Hulk. But we get uh, Amadeus Cho. Hulk. It's not uh, Bruce Banner. Uh, I believe that's Beast. We get Steam Iron Man because he no longer has any power. It's steam powered. I do believe that that's actually Miles Morales because we do see Miles earlier in the comic. I want to say that that's him. In the in the suit that looks like a symbiote suit? Yeah, in the suit that looks like a symbiote suit. If you, you know, also look over here, you can see that uh, the person inside the suit is African American. Like I said, he's earlier in the comic. He can feel mm-hmm. what's going on. So I feel like that's Miles Morales. Okay. Yeah, you also get Reed Richards, and you also get an X-Men character I'm unfamiliar with. Looks like a Wolverine's uh, girlfriend, technically. I don't know her name, but one with the claws. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, what did you dislike about it? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right? So tough, right? Everything's so good. To be honest... I didn't like the artwork. I love the story. Didn't like the artwork until the last page. And I'm talking about literally the physical last page of the of the story. So the page that the professor just described and the page right before that where you get to see an aged Peter Parker with the steampunk web shooters. Those are the only two pages I liked art-wise because you get to see the characters in different kind of uniforms, different kind of suits, different kind of well, they're different kind of characters at this point. And that's what I really liked. But before that, I did not like any of the art. Any any other dislikes, you guys? I was like, the other thing I didn't like is like, all right, you're going to the center of the earth. You got to take five people with you. You're going to take someone who can hit things. And you take the thing. Come on, where's the Hulk? Like, if someone's going to hit something, it's got to be the Hulk. Yeah, I'll probably prefer the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> or Thor. I mean, he's got the giant hammer. Like, g- give me someone else, but not the thing. And the thing is not going to be my first choice to take on, on a mission to hit things. He might be on my team, but he's definitely not first string. Maybe they're saving the Hulk for something, you know? What comes next? Because what if, you know, this mission failed? You want to keep the Hulk around. Yeah, this they... is not just strength. He also has the mentality, like, far be it, too. It's a backup plan. I don't know. I saw, Like I said, if you're going to hit something, give me the Hulk in there. Don't, don't give me the thing. I hate don't like how they have Iron Man as part of the uh, Illuminati <laughs> Apocalypse team right in the end. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, I totally understand and get it because he's a double agent and just trying to you know, get the. He's not a double inside, agent, you know, for the bad guys team. So no, I get it. I get it. He's not a double agent, man. <laughs> if anyone's gonna turn evil, my my money is always gonna be on Tony Stark. Oh, Reed Richards yeah. is right there. Come on, Reed Richards is also somebody who turns evil. Plenty of times. Uh, we have all the Council of Reeds. Sorry, I was going to say the Council of Ricks. The Council <laughs> of Reeds that, uh, you know, more than half of them are 
not the best people in the world. Like, yeah, there's heroes, but they're like, you know, they've done some shady stuff. You're not wrong. And I agree with you 100%. And like I said, some most of those heroes that are on there, I would expect to turn dark side. Maybe not Miles Morales. Maybe, maybe. I just don't know enough about Miles Morales to agree with the comic book. It's a very new direction that I'm kind of excited to see what they do with. And again, we're making the assumption that they are evil. Right. Well, it's just Apocalypse's team. He could well be evil. <laughs> you judging a book by its cover here? He's judging a book by its last page. <laughs> what, what if there's it's like new clans? Like there's a bunch of like in The Walking Dead, all these clans they all have their own. Maybe they're not necessarily evil in certain perspectives, but they 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 all push for the same thing in the end. I feel. I, I you know, but as as the things I don't like, those are the only two things for me. At least the the artwork and you know, why do you take the thing over you know someone like the Hulk or Thor to hit things? Right, right, I hear that. So we're gonna go ahead and give our grade on this uh, comic, which is Dark Ages number one. I'll go ahead first. This one I loved it. It's on fire. It's 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 awesome. I suggest you guys pick this up right away. Before, you know, it goes high in price. Um, like I said, well-balanced. You see a ton of heroes. Uh, some heroes do die in battle, which is sad but awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, I'm going to give it a Kawabunga. How about you, Youngji? Yeah, as for myself, I think overall the book's really good. I enjoyed the fact that Young Maker looks a lot like Abyss from NBC2. Hashtag the NBC2. I like where the story's going. I see the potential of, like, you know, where it could go. It's something that where I pick up the second issue immediately. When I bought the first issue, it came, like, all beat up. And it charged me more than the cover price. That's how hot it was. (laughs) That's how hot it was. So I had to pick it up. Got that nice issue, huh? Yeah, Yeah. but it was worth it. I say it was worth it. It was worth those extra $2. So I give it a 9. 9 out of 10. Wow. Wow. That's all I can say. I love it. I love it. All right. Passing on to L-Charms. Is this a stash or trash? This is definitely a stash. I mean, it's got an interesting story. It's got real consequences. That's something I really like in comic books where things can't be taken back. And I love the new costumes. I love the... That's the only artwork I like in the whole book, and I loved it. Other than that, I'm telling you guys, pick it up. This one goes in a stash for me. I can't agree anymore. All right, Professor, how about you? I really like this comic. It was... Oh my god, I like words can't describe it. Like I, I was reading it and I just couldn't get enough. I really did not I was not able to put it down. And when I got to the end, it just made me so hyped for the next one. I can't believe we have to wait so long now. I really liked everything about it. Like the art, I liked. I know uh El Charms is not a big fan of it, but you know, I'm more of a Marvel DC guy anyway, so I'm kind of like used to this art. It's just really good. I could see this being adapted at some point uh in the future and this is it's a very good start to the story. Um, I hope it keeps it up. Yeah, I, I like I said before, I really love what they're doing with the whole universe and uh, this new timeline. Like, uh, I really love it, and I can't wait to see more. So I'm going to give this an A+. Plus. Wow, that's awesome. A for awesome. Loving it. Yeah, like we all said, this is a great storyline, great comic. It's hot. It's on fire. In fact, I bought a few copies of myself. And uh, yeah, we'll look forward to the next issue. All right, so moving on to our second variant, which is the POW pick of the week. So for me, my pick of the week is Red Sonia, Warrior Princess of Majestic Haikania by Mirka Adolfo. 
Okay, so the reason why I picked this is because I see a lot of this character, statue-wise, I always wanted to, like, read this character. So this was, like, the best time reading it. It starts off her having the mission to rescue a child. And, of course, you know, she runs into, you know, a few bad guys. You know, it kind of lingers a bit, her, you know, spending time when she gets there. What I liked about it is how, in the end, a child reveals, like, she has this super powers. Uh, like, it kind of reminds me of, like, a witcher. Like, this child, like, screams, and everybody's like, ah, my ears. So that part I really enjoy a lot. Yeah, after that, I was very intrigued. And I was like, okay, this has a little spark to it, so I'll definitely, you know, read the next issue. That being said, I liked it. Um, I look forward to the next issue. And I hope we see more of the main character, which is Red Sonya. All right, so that's that. So I'll be introducing you to Young G in his pick of the week. Yeah, so as for my uh, pal pick of the week, it is Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Issue number two by Jed McKay. And before I get into Moon Knight issue number two, uh, I just want to let the listeners know that we, the Radiant Bros, did read Moon Knight issue number one. And we did take some time about a couple of hours to discuss about how Moon Knight's identity and mind works. We did not take a couple hours. We took more than a couple hours. We were here like three hours trying to explain it to you. Kanchu and Moon Knight are not the same person. Mm-hmm. I can't go through this again. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll have our own podcast just about a Moon Knight issue number one in his mind. It's just going to be us arguing and trying to tell you that Kanchu, Moon Knight, and Spill Spectre. What's his name? Mike Spectre? Mark, 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 Mark Spectre is not the same person. But what about his other identities? I don't know. You know, I don't know. This is a special edition podcast. On Moon Knight, number one. Yeah. Who is Moon Knight? Yeah, but uh, nonetheless, issue two keeps the, very, uh, the narrative that Moon Knight is still acting as a neighborhood watchman. And when someone from the neighborhood is still facing like something out of the norm, they still go to him and try to have him take care of it and resolve the issue. But this time around, he's faced with a threat from his own homes, from his own community. And he's trying to figure out a way how to, I guess, not hurt him too much and, you know, keep his violence at a minimum. But nonetheless, in this issue, I, the artwork is amazing. I enjoy where they take it. We learn more about Moon Knight's mind, his identity. So we, the Varian Bros, will read Moon Knight issue number two together. All right, all right. <laughs> That's some very Knight. bold claims right there. <laughs> we did not talk about this before. <laughs> I need to read my contract again. Didn't you Didn't you say it was really hard to find Moon Knight number two? Oh, it was very difficult, but I'll lend you my copy. Okay. Just don't make you. any stains on it. I have a copy as well. So do I. Oh, I guess oh. I'm the only one without a copy. <laughs> Jeez. We all have our own copy of Moon Knight. That's how good it is. That's how good Moon Knight is. Uh, I'll try to need to talk to your agent. Yeah, seriously, right? My agent ain't getting me the copies here. All right, so I'm going to pass it on to L Charms. Where's your pick of the week? All right, so my pick of the week is Something's Killing the Children, Volume 1, by James Tynan IV, Wicker del Eldra, and Miquel Muerto. The title tells it all. Something is killing the children. In a small town, a mysterious girl comes to investigate, teams up with a local victim who loses all his friends. If you're a fan of the TV show Supernatural, this is the comic for you. Something I I have to add to this is... The artwork in this comic is a little different than most of the artwork you see in Marvel and DC. It's very um, gruesome. It's very kind of sketch, more sketch-like than than actually drawn. But definitely pick up your copy of Something is Killing the Children Volume 1 if you're into Supernatural, if you're into monsters, and if you're into horror. All right, all right. Yeah, I heard good news, uh, good reviews about it. 
uh, to be honest. So yeah, I believe uh, that's a good uh, comic of the week. Uh, uh, and a- according to the cover, it is the 2020 bestseller series, and it has a William Esther nominee. I don't know what any of that means, but it's right on the cover, so you know they wouldn't put that if it wasn't good. There you go. All right, how about you, Professor? What is your pal? All right, for my pick of the week, I'm going back to Static, specifically issue number three. In this issue, Static is being hunted as the government begins to crack down on all the Bang Babies. As we all know, Bang Babies are people who manifested powers during one of the riots where an experimental gas was used and all of a sudden acquired superpowers. This issue focuses heavily on not only Static, but other Bang Babies who are in fear and who need like a place to hide out. What's really cool about this comic is that you get to see Static make his super suit and you understand why he's using what he's using. Like, for instance, his cape is flame retardant. So, you know, when he's fighting against Hotshot, with it, which is his main arch enemy, he gets to use that. Speaking of Hotshot, he is in government's employ hunting down Bang Babies and that will cause him and Static to clash once again. So if you guys really want to see that, pick it up and pick up the next comic that's coming on. All right, all right, loving it. Okay, moving on to our third variant, which is what's the issue? Celebrity comics. What's all the shouting? All right, just some background for everybody here. Celebrity comics is what's referred to as comics who are made by celebrities. Just a few that we've recently seen would be Berserker and Mom. Berserker was made by Keanu Reeves. Mom is made by Amelia Clark. I'm more familiar of Berserker, uh, which is by Boom Studios. This one, to give you the straight facts, this one, the first issue sold 600,000 copies. Just throwing it out there, all right? That's a huge amount, you know? That's pretty good for a celebrity comic. Some of the variants I saw were pretty great. The story was great. We're Uh, talking about just issue one, right? Just issue one. Uh, Yeah, based on issue one, okay? (laughs) Um, However, it started to go downhill from that. The promoting started to go downhill. So a lot of downhill after the first issue. I feel like celebrities, they promote so much at the beginning, but it just dies off, you know. But I mean, I kind of have more issues with Berserker than, you know, just the promoting or going, you know, downhill. I feel like Berserker 1, personally, I didn't like Berserker 1. And I haven't liked any Berserker comic that we've read up to that point. I think we're, we're on like Berserker 4 at this point. But the thing I didn't like is the first comic literally felt like storyboards. Like, you know, they're like they're already going. This is going to be the next Keanu Reeves movie. And it's basically what if John Wick couldn't die? That is literally what we're watching. I mean, John Wick doesn't die in the movies anyway. But I mean, he can die, right? Like if someone actually would be able to hit him with a bullet, <laughs> he would die, right? I don't know. But yeah, this Berserker, yeah, is a lot... Uh, familiar with you know john wick the movie i don't know we don't see a big difference between the comic and the movie other than the setting other than the setting yeah yeah which i mean i i haven't read the fourth one sorry i didn't do the whole one but um we don't even get to see what his modern world looks like at this point right we've, we've seen like no, one yeah, yeah just a glimpse literally yeah. like a building here and there and you know we know he has a therapist and we know that the military is involved in some form of or another but you know four issues in and we still we have his backstory we don't really have anything else though no we don't even have his name what, what do they call him in the comic books b b, b yeah. just b yeah uh not to not only that but just to add on when it came to like issue number two it sold 
thousand copies Ooh. from six hundred thousand copies. Wow, that's a big drop. Yeah, that's a big drop. So, like I said, I just I just feel like it doesn't hold up as much, you know. Yeah, that goes to show you that uh, just attaching a famous <clears throat> name onto it is not enough to to keep a comic book going. And yeah, maybe a lot of people were kind of let down with the the first issue. I really didn't care for it one way or the other. Like it was interesting in that it was one of the first comics that I ever read and I use the word read very lightly because there's not a lot of conversation or talking in the first one. As Elcham said, it is kind of storyboard-ish. I, I did enjoy the art. You know, it was nice to look at for the first comic that I ever had. And you know, lots of splash pages and gore and whatnot, but it was devoid of any meaning or anything like that. I think what it did well is what storyboards do well. They it conveys motion really well. Like you can feel how the people are moving through the comic book and through the action. I agree with you on saying that the art was really well done. But again, it it was well done because it looked like a storyboard. There's something I wanted to, I guess, bring up that Professor had mentioned, also relating back to Mad D's, uh, you know, numbers and uh, statistics between issues one and two. Do you know if it if it went down because of people not liking the first issue or because of the reviews that the second issue got that kind of, you know, swayed people from like not buying it or not making the purchase because they know it wasn't that great compared to the first one. I would say just what I heard at the comic book shops, everyone was, you know, pretty excited for it. But once they got issue one, everyone was just kind of like, yeah, this isn't that great. I mean, they attached a hot name to it, Keanu Reeves. And it's not the first time they've attached hot names to it. And it's not the last time they're going to do it. In fact, they're not, they even made the character look like Keanu Reeves, which is another thing I take issue with when we're talking about celebrity comics. You're writing yourself into a comic book that feels a little cheesy, corny. I don't know. Like, and they've done it before. Like, for example, Rashida Jones in front of me. If you look at the character in that, in that comic book, looks just like Rashida Jones. Rosario Dawson in The Occult looks just like Rosario Dawson. So I'm just kind of like, I mean, I don't want to see an actor in my comic books. At least, personally, I don't want to see an actor in my comic books. I think the only time that that's ever really been done successfully is uh, when they reimagined Nick Fury and they, you know, asked, I don't know if they asked Samuel L. Jackson for his likeness or if they just did it and then he was like, whatever, I'll play the character in a movie. I think that's the only time it's ever really been done successfully. And like I said, it's not like Samuel L. Jackson begged to be in a comic. It's that, you know, they just added him in there. They just, it gets a little kind of weird, kind of like, oh, I'm making my own future projects. You know, like you're basically feeding your own ego or feeding your own like stardom basically you know um, not that Keanu Reeves needs any more stardom uh, we can all agree that he's a pretty big star he's a national treasure I'm just saying that <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah even with uh, Amelia Clark you know uh, of Game of Thrones fame sure that show didn't really end well but I'm pretty sure everyone walked away saying, hey, you know, Amelia Clark is one of the good ones, you know, like it was mostly the script that was bad or, you know, the storyline didn't do her justice is what people are saying. It's not like she was a bad actress who needed a different part. I don't even think she wrote herself into mom. She did not write herself into mom. And to be honest, that's what I really liked about that comic is I'm not looking at Amelia Clark play a character in a comic book. Now, that being said, I am definitely not in the key demographics for mom. Mom is actually a really great story. It's just something I personally will never be able to relate to, but it's still a great story. And I still like it. I just can identify that, hey, this wasn't meant for me. 
I just want to add on to the professor's comment about celebrities being involved with the comic industry. It's like, I feel like this is like side projects for celebrities. It's not like their main top of the list things that they want to do, you know, uh, for me personally. I just feel like this is just side project. It's like, okay, hey, I'm going to do this publicity, you know, get my name thrown out there. Even though, you know, Keanu Reeves uh, <laughs> doesn't need it, but I mean, he still did it, but... I mean, for the rest, you know, the celebrities that are out there, I don't think they are fully committed. Another uh, celebrity that I know um, that, you know, was part of the comic book uh, that had its character in it was the Weekend, you know, the artist, which was Starboy. A lot of promotion, like I said, during that time, a couple of years ago, and that was it. That's how I heard. Just the first issue dropped, and I tried doing some research, couldn't find a lot of, you know, resources. Yeah, like I said... It just dies down after the first issue, uh, which is, you know, a major problem on this for us, you know, community. Yeah, that's one of the downfalls of, you know, Soldier Comics being involved. Was that Starboy, I guess, comic a one-shot, you know? Uh, that is a good question. I don't know. Uh, and I don't know how many they sold. Like I said, there's not a lot of resources out there. And, you know, I tried to dig in, but not much going on. But I mean, the fact that celebrities have kind of started digging their heels into comics is a good sign for comics like uh it does mean that there's a large section of us out there who really enjoy these comic books and you know like i said these celebrities are trying to like extend into different forms of media to you know bolster their own celebrity but that could also just kind of be really tacky and kind of really gross you know like if you're just doing it just to increase your own stardom and not really caring about giving a good product you know luckily mom was a good product as l charm said you know berserker has been hit or miss i'm sure there's a lot of people out there who really enjoy it i think i speak for all of us that we're all kind of like meh to not really enjoying it it's just the fact that you know we are four issues in like i said there's not a lot there and you know we can't even we don't even know where it's going or what's going to happen next you know like there's no i i really don't really feel like picking up the next issue but, you know, if something exciting happens, you know, that would be that would be really good. Maybe because, like, it's been a couple issues now where it's just been like, okay, nothing has happened. Really. Now, what I will say is that this definitely is good for someone who's new to comic books and wants to read something they're familiar with. Like, for example, if you don't want to read Spider-Man, you don't want to be read Batman or Superman, and you see a celebrity that you like on a cover of a comic book, then, yeah, of course you're going to pick it up. Yeah, I think maybe it's a great jumping off point for a new reader if they want to try something that they think or they know they'll like. But at the same time, I can see how something like Berserker can turn you off from comics if you weren't expecting what you got. That being said, there have been good comic books done by celebrities. In fact, Umbrella Academy was done by Gerard Way, who is the lead singer of My Chemical Romance, or I guess ex-lead singer, they're, they're not around anymore. Uh, but he was the lead singer of My Chemical Romance, and he did Umbrella Academy. Now it's even a TV show, and I like think I think I can speak for all of us in saying, yeah, we really do enjoy that TV show. Right, yeah, definitely. Sweet Tooth is another one that just got picked up by Netflix, and that also started off as a comic. I don't think of it as a celebrity comic, but you know, it's just these comics are coming more to the you know spotlight and stuff like that. So I think maybe that's what's uh, gotten the attention of celebrities more. I just. I really don't know if, like, oh, Keanu Reeves is making a comic, if that really gets more people in comic book doors, you know? Like, mm -hmm. 
I don't even think that that's really the point. You know, I feel like when a celebrity makes a comic, they're not saying like, oh, I hope, you know, people go to the comic book stores to read this. Like, I just don't see that selling or that getting more people in the door. Are you saying because they're already a celebrity, so they don't really like, for example, if one of us made a comic book, we would be really like, oh, I really hope, you know, someone likes my comic as opposed to them. It's like, yeah, I really hope that, you know, I already know they're going to like my comic kind of a thing. Is that what you're kind of saying? It's like, like nobody stone or something kind of, but at the same time, like nobody's going to the comic book store because, oh, I don't know who that is. Like, let me just pick that, mm-hmm. random, you know, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, it's Keanu Reeves. Like, oh my God, I didn't know that he did comic books. Like, I just, I don't feel like it's increasing comic book sales, like for like the, you know, like the particular store, like mm-hmm. not more people are like, hey, did you get the new Keanu Reeves comic book? You know, it's like people who already go there are more likely to run into it than people on the outside who are just like. I know who Keanu Reeves is, but I don't really like comic books. Keanu Reeves making a comic book is, I don't feel like it makes like a huge dent in the population to be mm-hmm. like, oh, I really want to read comics now. Yeah, you, you don't think it brings in new readers. Right. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. I, can, I can see that. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I mean, maybe it's just because those stories haven't been adapted yet, which, I mean, I think Berserker has, what, a TV show lined up? That's correct, yeah. But I mean, like, other than that, like, nobody, like I said, nobody's really, like, dying to read Berserker, you know? Like, Clearly, from the numbers that Matt T said, everybody's kind of been turning away from it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but not everything's all bad. Uh, I think one positive thing is that, you know, obviously when they first begin, they promote tremendously and they go out to, you know, the, the cons, you know, make appearances, which is pretty great, you know, for fans to meet, you know, their favorite actor or actresses. So that's another good thing. You know, by going to there, it exposes the rest of the comic book industry, you know, like vendors that are out there. So it does, I, I see myself up there, you know. Yeah, of course, I'm going to go to the after, actually, get the autograph or pictures. But yeah, I'm going to wander around, go to, you know, the aisles, check out, you know, what's happening in the community. Maybe a certain percentage will, you know, get attached to the comic book industry. So that's, I think, is, you know, a good plus side. Would you say that celebrity comics should just only be one-shots? In general, just to benefit the community, you know, just to pick it up. And because, you know, with Berserker, the following issues weren't that great. But we more agree more or less that the first issue was a lot better than, you know, the second and third. So you feel with having one shots and having the celebrity likeness of the character and as a celebrity, would that benefit the community? I don't know. Probably like in the middle, it could help and hurt because people will consider it like oh they're just doing it just for a publicity stunt and that's it you know don't care as much i kind of like what mom did and it just had like a very limited three issues in and out we're mm, done okay, you know, like okay. here's the story that's it uh maybe three issues is a little short you know if you want to bump it up to four or five as long as it takes you to tell the story and you know that's it you know uh, right. something that's just kind of like you know like filler or that's like oh we're doing you know I don't know if there is one out there, but it's like, oh, we're doing 30 issues. Like, whoa, okay, like, unless you have, unless you're filling that completely with story and telling us a good story, then I don't feel like that's a good thing. Like, I just feel like at that point, you're just kind of raking it in, really just getting by on the celebrity, like the person whose name is on the on the front page, you know? It's like when you buy something regular, you know, you buy like a regular JCPenney pair of jeans versus like, you know, some Giorgio Armani jeans, you're paying for the name. You're not paying... You know, anymore for the jeans. The jeans are not going to make you taller. You know, they're not going to make you anything. They're just regular. They're the same jeans. They just got a nice name slapped on them. I mean, I think you guys said it best that attaching a name to a book isn't going to make it any better. 
but leaving it as one shots i don't think allows the artist to grow like for example we, we talk about berserker a lot and how the first four issues we just don't like them because the story's going nowhere and that's fine for a first-time artist which keanu reeves i'm gonna assume is a first-time comic book writer i'm hoping he gets better I'm hoping he gets another chance to put a different story out there or to put a new story out there. And that story is better. That's definitely, you know, one of the positives that could come out of this. But I won't like it if he just puts out Berserker and then he puts out Berserker 2 and then he puts out Berserker 3. And like, no, come on. At that point, we're just we're just raking the money in, guys. With Mom, yeah, having such a limited run forces you to not have filler. And I think that's something good when it comes to comics like these. Let's leave these celebrity comics to limited runs. And give me a good story. And then if that story succeeds, now let's talk about a longer run. I mean, Berserker was given 12 comics. That's a year's worth of comics. And we're on comic number four, and the story hasn't progressed. Not to just say that, like, all celebrity uh, comics are, you know, terrible or something like that. Like, even, you know, regular Marvel and DC comics, we wish that there was less filler with those as well, you know? Um, But I feel like with celebrity comics, it is more important for them to have less filler because... Maybe you are trying to build something, you know, like you're trying to, I don't know, not trying to like, I don't know, you're not trying to build a whole franchise here, but you're trying to build something, you know, like a reader base. So next time Amelia Clark decides that she wants to put out a comic or even finance one of her friend's comics, if that's what this was, you know, maybe she has like an artist friend or a writer friend who wanted to do that and she, you know, put the money for it. Okay, stick to the story. Don't really, you know, fill it with a whole bunch of filler just to rake in money and, you know sell off the celebrity you know you have to have substance unless that filler is fun i think we can all agree goku and piccolo driving cars was the best filler episode of dragon ball that <laughs> dude loves dragon ball oh, man. <laughs> and again we're not you know attacking berserker or keanu reeves you know we're just again he is an american treasure <laughs> we love right, keanu reeves right, here right, right right we just you know it's just an example because this is the one that we you know we all read and currently read, I should say. And it's recent. And recent. So just throwing it out there, guys, and, don't be mad. Yeah, and more celebrities could see, well, I don't know if you want to call it a success, but, you know, could see that, you know, this is a market that they could get into. And then we could have, who knows, Tom Cruise Scientology comic books, you know, <laughs> or something like that. They're going to go like Mission Impossible. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, well, if you want to know a, a fun fact that I found during my... Uh, search through the interwebs do you guys remember anthony bourdain the cook mm, yeah, yeah. yeah celebrity chef he actually has two comic books get jiro and hungry ghost i kind of want to pick those up just because his name's attached to them it's working if that's the that's the marketing ploy with celebrity comics it works i definitely want to read these comics just to see what they're about they seem interesting um another fun fact Thomas Mordello of Rage Against the Machine put out a comic called Orchard. Again, just because that name's attached to it, I kind of want to read it. But, you know, I'm going in with, hey, at least these stories are done. I can pick up a collected edition. If I like it, I like it. And if I don't, I don't. But, like, that's one of the things that I was talking about earlier is you already like comics. Like, that's yeah. not getting a new person who's just, like, someone who likes, what was the, what was the band? Uh, Rage Against the Machine. Rage Against the Machine. Nobody's coming in from, you know, fresh off, you know, their 80s tour or whatever. And it's like, hey, let me <laughs> pick up the book. You know, like they mentioned it while they were on stage. Like, no, nobody's doing that. That's that's what the issue is that I have. With yeah, no, no, I, I agree with you. Yeah, it's, I don't think you're I think you're right. I don't think it brings in enough new people. Another fun fact, Sublime actually released a comic this week, or at least a comic about Sublime. 
was released this week. Oh, yeah. Something I'm looking forward to picking up. Again, the marketing ploy is working on me. I'm telling you right now, (laughs) I want to pick these things up. Will they be good? I don't know. Will I be disappointed? I don't know. So it works, and I agree with um, the professor. Yeah, I don't think it brings in new people. I think it brings in people who are interested or like, you know, Sublime, Rage Against the Machine, or Anthony Bordello, and also like comics. Sorry, Anthony Bourdain, and also like comics. Just a quick poll here at the table. Other than Elcharms, who is planning on picking up these comics? I mean, when he said Sublime, I probably might check it out if they do have it. Yeah, I guess Sublime as well. I mean, Big Bad Fish. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, even then, like, you know, we're comic readers and uh, we enjoy a good comic book, I think. You guys think that? Yeah, yeah right, you guys agree. Right. Come on. So, <laughs> you know, even us, you know, we'll pick up maybe one of the six that Alshara just mentioned, you know. If I have time, I might pick up the Anthony Bourdain one. Maybe. I mean, I don't even really know that much about him, but at the same time. Like I said, that just proves the point where it's like it doesn't behoove you to have the name attached because like not a lot of people are going to be tuning in every month or so whenever your new comic drops. Because uh, another problem with these comics is that they don't really have like a regular timetable. Well, mom has. Mom did. Mom did. Um, Berserker seems like it comes out every two months or something like that. Comes and goes, yeah. Yeah. I feel like we get a flood and then we get a drought. Like, we, yeah, we, yeah, they come yeah. out really fast, and then there's a stop, and then they come out really fast again. And, like, yeah, some mainstream, well, quote-unquote mainstream comics do that, too, um, sometimes. But it's just, like, I don't know. I feel like it's a different standard at that point because, you know, like I said, you are trying to build something. You are new to the game. You want to keep people interested. You know, you should probably have this planned out beforehand. Last question I want to bring to the table. Berserker. We all saw Keanu Reeves on the cover, or Keanu Reeves' character on the cover. Right. If it was any other character, would you have picked up Berserker? Like, it didn't look like Keanu Reeves. It looked like, you know, just a regular comic book character out there. Would you have picked up Berserker? Yeah, I'll say I'll still pick it up. I'll uh, be interested. But it won't be like a, a eye candy. Like, ooh, wow, Keanu Reeves on the cover. I'll get that. You know, it would be something like, oh, I came across this comic. Oh, Keanu Reeves, you know, this part of this comic issue. You know, it would be something like that. When you ask that, are you also like saying that Keanu Reeves, like his name is... is yeah, yeah his, his name's not attached to the cover either. It's, it's, his name's not on there and his image isn't on there. But he, we know he wrote it or like... The no, we don't... We, 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 we just removed Keanu Reeves from the picture. So this is Berserker by, you know, whoever hmm. wrote, whoever else was a part of that project. Uh, as for myself, I don't really like go out and like take this random comics. I take like familiar characters or I guess what's recommended to me. So Mad D was someone who did recommend it to me and suggested it. And if it wasn't for him to really catch it, whatever, for any reason, then I wouldn't have probably read, you know, Berserker. So as for myself, I don't really see myself getting Berserker if it wasn't for Keanu Reeves or if someone didn't recognize it and go, oh, here, here, read this comic, Keanu Reeves wrote it. Yeah, I definitely would not have picked it up. I wouldn't have even looked in its direction, really. I don't know. When I think of comics, um, I know their heroes that I really want to read their stories. Other things that fall outside of that box are not really that interesting to me. But as Young G said, you know, there's people there willing to give you, you know, recommendations and stuff like that. And I'll check those out. A bunch of the stuff that's being recommended that's like more indie stuff that's not all superheroes and stuff is really good. But I really feel like just having celebrity name attached to it is kind of what brings it readership. But even then, like, you know, like the number said, like it's not enough to hold on to that 
And just kind of like we proved right now, like we know the name, we know Keanu Reeves, we know Amelia Clark, but who else was a part of those projects? Completely overshadowed. So even if the point was like, hey, this is my artist friend, I'm going to fund their comic book. Great. What's your artist friend's name? <laughs> Nobody knows because the name point. at the, you know, the shiny bright name on it is the celebrity name, not the people who, you know, worked hard or drew the comic or, you know. Alright guys, that's a wrap for What's the Issue? Moving on, Elkarns will announce the winner of who won King Spawn number one giveaway. Take it away. So the number of participants in our King Spawn giveaway was one. Woo! Yeah! Alright, so Yvette Martinez, look out in the mail. You will be getting your own copy of King Spawn number one. We'll have a very April delivered to you personally. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Love it. Alright guys, so that'll wrap it up. Our next issue for next week will be Last Ronin number four and stayed up to date Shang-Chi the movie. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Baron Bros. And of course, our website, baronbros.com. This is Matt D saying goodbye. I remember my first grail. Everything is fine. I am always the force, the forces with you. Hope you guys get lucky. Bye.